Welcome to the Debunking Your Growth Mindset podcast with Sean McCainbridge. In this podcast, we will unpack practical ways to help you grow and build on your current mindset and challenge old habits so you can see the potential that's within us all and learn how to get out of your own way. Hey guys, trust we're all well, given the current circumstances that we're all enduring. Um, right, we might as well call this podcast the podcast of the goats, the greatest of all time. So much like the uh, heavily watched Last Dance on Netflix at the moment on Michael Jordan, uh, I guess the story of Richie McCaw and Cam Smith, uh, the rugby union and rugby league equivalents in many regards. Uh, personally, I find it very fascinating and insightful to pick the themes of successful people. And whilst talent or intellect is generally a part of their formula, I also believe a greater part of their success uh, that they follow uh, to be consistently at their best, uh, there's a common denominator or some real core sort of themes that uh, that show up throughout that. So Richie and Cam are no different. So firstly, Richie. His wife describes him as the most ordinary, extraordinary person she knows. And I think that just sort of ties back to the fact that at his core, he's a fairly normal sort of character, very humble and all the rest of it. But um, during the podcast, he talks uh, heavily, the full podcast that is, talks heavily about his investment within mental skills. Um, you know, like, uh, like all of us, he's a mere mortal. So he talks about the fact that... Uh, you know, self-doubt is normal, and uh, he certainly experienced that and has dealt with that, and, and also how uh, he sort of deals or processes uh, pressure. Uh, he talks about this notion of being a pioneer and, uh, you know, that notion of trying to do things that have never been done before, which I think uh, is something that's guided him in his career, which is uh, pretty cool and obviously served him well. Um, he doesn't believe in sacrifices. He believes in choices. Um, so I think... Uh, much more powerful when you choose to do something rather than making sacrifices. So it's an interesting aspect he touches on. And I think generally speaking with Richie, he's just got this incredible commitment to his goals. Uh, he's got a clear vision. Uh, it's really unwavering. He's really unwavering uh, um, with his constant focus on incremental games and, and clearly got a strong desire to be the best he can. Uh, and obviously uh, contribute to the to the team. And he obviously did that very successfully. Uh, Cam Smith, again, um, remarkable individual in the rugby league circles. Um, uh, one of the first things that sort of shone through uh, my conversations with, with Cam is just a strong will to win. And I think that's inherent in him and intrinsic to who he is. And even as a young person, he's he just had the strong desire to, to win. And uh, I think those that achieve great things in life have got a burning desire to be the best they can. Uh, that's underpinned with a lot of Hard work, no doubt, um, and uh, there's a, a great uh, conversation. He, he quotes that uh, he had with Craig Bellamy uh, early on in his career at the Storm where he took him aside and it changed the trajectory uh, of his career and his life from being uh, maybe just a good NRL player to being a great one, no doubt. And also we touched on things like uh uh, Jonathan Thurston and uh, what he regards to be his, you know, real strength and the thing that sets him apart, and, and that is competitiveness. Um, but both individuals, great human beings, incredibly hardworking, strong desire to be the best they can. Um, just two fascinating individuals. So, 
I've got no doubt that you enjoy. So thanks so much for tuning in, taking the time to listen. Cameron Smith, one of the uh, the greatest rugby league players of all time, represented Australia, Queensland and State of Origin, and continues to represent the Melbourne Storm. Uh, amazing individual, very, very humble. He was a brand ambassador for a period of time with Stella. And I can honestly say, despite all the accolades, his character was uh, nothing short of impressive at every single juncture. I think that's probably a good place to start in terms of his character. I think he's uh, a real clear personal values around being respectful and nice and trustworthy and those sorts of things. Very, very clear uh, on what he wants to be and turn out to be as a individual. And I think that shines through. He was never arrogant, always respectful, always thankful of anyone that had any inter- interaction with him whilst uh, we were around. So I think um, that'll be the first thing I-, I say about Cameron. I think, you know, the things that really jump out above and beyond that, I think, is his will to win. Uh, he talks about being a, a young fella uh, playing cricket in the backyard and getting out and, and then throwing the bat over the, the, the fence in disgust. And I think that's not necessarily because he's a poor loser. It might have been uh, interpreted that way at times by some of his fellow competitors. But I think the thing that uh, really shone through is he's just got this intense desire to win. And I think in, in life and in sport, I think that's really, really important and uh, a real defining factor of those that go on to achieve great things and win or don't. And, and within the stellar context, uh, we look for – Three key things that uh, we want uh, for people to join our business is competitiveness. I mean, we're in a, in a, in a sales uh, culture, so we need people that are driven and determined and want to win and prevail. Um, character, so a bit like Cameron, we want people that are nice, respectful, hardworking, humble, those sorts of things. So you've got to be a, a good human being. And then above, uh, third thing we look at is above Average uh, intelligence, so you're coachable, you're adaptable, you can learn and, and those sorts of things. So I think certainly for Cameron, his uh, competitiveness and character uh, first rate, and that's obviously supportable an awful lot of hard work, so that certainly shines through and his upbringing and uh, as a core value. With that, it's, it's worth noting that I think there was one particular conversation with great rugby league coach and long-time, I guess, coach slash mentor for Cameron and Craig Bellamy, where early on in his time down at uh, Melbourne, Craig uh, pulled him aside after a training session, pre-season training session, and said, oh, do you mind if I pass on a bit of feedback, Cameron? And Cameron's like, yeah, yeah, go for it, Craig. It'd be great. And he said to him, look, I've seen you train, and I think if you continue to train like that, uh, I think there's a really good chance that you'll go on to have a good uh, rugby league career. You know, you'll play a few games and, you know, things will go pretty good for you. But I can't help but feel that you're training within yourself and you're not prepared to get outside your comfort zone. And, uh, he push yourself and apply yourself, and he basically alluded to the fact that if you want a good career, keep going the way you are. If you want a great career, you're going to have to, you know, be comfortable with being uncomfortable and get outside the comfort zone. And um, Cameron went away, and his, I think his first reaction was like, "Buddy, who is this guy? You know, who does he think he is?" And, and questioned that a little bit. The next thing he uh, decided or chose to do, uh, important word that choosing, but he decided that. Um, 
he was going to be prepared to be a bit more vulnerable and get outside that comfort zone a little bit more and push the envelope, both mentally and physically. And I think, you know, he widely regards or credits that conversation to being a major or uh, defining component of his career and the rest of his life. So I think, you know, just one conversation can change the trajectory. But, you know, I guess uh, building on that and maybe something to ask your own self is I was at an entrepreneurial master's program in MIT University in Boston many years ago, and we just turned up on day one. There's a bit of small talk at lunch, a group of about eight of us, and one guy from San Diego goes, hey, just a bit of an icebreaker, guys. I want to ask you guys, or oh, maybe we could all comment, when was the last time you were truly outside your comfort zone and really uncomfortable? And, you know, that question really smacked me in my face uh, because I really had a hard time quoting that. And that, that wasn't overly dissimilar to a lot of the other people around the table, few exceptions to the rule. But I guess back to Cameron's situation, you've actually got to be consciously mindful of pushing outside your comfort zone because I think by nature we're designed or programmed to stay in the comfort zone, protect ourselves, stay safe. But um, I guess as the quote goes, uh, the uh, comfort zone is a beautiful place, but nothing ever grows there. So I think um, that was obviously true for Cameron and the conversation with Craig. I think the other thing that uh, Cameron talks about is uh, Jonathan Thurston. And uh, Jonathan Thurston, along with Cameron Smith, will go down as one of the greatest rugby league players of all time. But those that know Jonathan Thurston know that despite his lack of physical traits and strengths, he's gone on to achieve, uh, you know, such amazing things in the game and, and be so highly regarded. And I asked him, as a great matter, Jonathan, someone who played alongside him a lot, I said, why is that guy so successful? And he brought it down to something simple, and uh, he said his ability to compete in every moment. And he said there's been so many situations and scenarios where their team was down and out and Jonathan found a way to win, or they're on the back foot and the other team were about to prevail, and Jonathan found a way to tackle that person. But I think that becomes, you know, or has become a – obviously he's got some intrinsic drivers in that regard – being competitive, I think there's a lot of people that are competitive more so than others. But I think Jonathan turned that into a habit where every single moment of every single game, he was going to give it 110%. Win, lose, or draw, and that become default, and that become inspiring to other people around him. But it became a habit that really worked for, for Jonathan because there was many clubs in the beginning that took a look at him in terms of his physical stature and said, no, we won't sign the guy because he just didn't have the presence at that point in time. But uh, looking back now, those guys or clubs were the fool because, you know, that internal drive and being prepared to compete in every single moment was just such a defining factor. So he talks about many things, Cam. He's, a, he's an amazing individual and a great uh, you know, athlete, so many takeaways personally and uh, professionally, I think, within that. So I think you really enjoy that one. Richie McCaw. For those that follow rugby, he certainly needs no introduction. For those that don't, he is arguably the greatest rugby player uh, and all black of all time and maybe the greatest rugby player ever. Uh, he would never anoint himself to be that, but I think a lot of people would. Maybe um, in a biased fashion, not too many people outside of uh New Zealand, but yeah, there's no denying what he's achieved in the game. It's uh, extraordinary. And just on that sort of reference of extraordinary, his wife in the documentary that was made about Richie 
called Chasing Great said he's the most ordinary, extraordinary person she knows. And I think that really distills really well. Um, you look at Richie now and what he's done is it's amazing what he's done in the sport. But at, at his core, Richie's just an ordinary person. He has just had this desire and willingness and commitment uh, and choice to go after his goals and ambitions and those sorts of things. And in doing so and, and finding those one percenters along the way consistently and finding those incremental games, he's achieved what he's achieved. So it was really interesting to sit down with him and doing the podcast. Uh, I knew he's, um, he's a good friend of Robbie, my business partner, and I uh, had a bit of a knowledge of him at school, but certainly growing up in uh, the small town of Dunedin, uh, Richie wasn't a name that was bandied about as becoming a potential All Black, let alone All Black captain, let alone one of the greatest All Black of all time. So I think he uh, has just applied himself and, you know, really sort of had that discipline to consistently graft away and one of the things he talks about is I asked him I said oh clearly you've made a number of sacrifices and and you know achieving what you've achieved and he stopped me and he goes I don't believe in sacrifices I said what do you mean he said I believe in choices so when he was at university when his friends were out socializing drinking and doing whatever else he was training he was doing what it took to find that extra edge to prepare himself to go after his goals and ambitions he become a young all black but shortly after becoming a young all black uh he's sitting down with his uncle and i think some other family members and they said to him well it's not enough just to become an all black you know now yeah your next goal is to become a great all black so that didn't sit terribly comfy with him he was a pretty humble sort of guy but he then reset his focus on becoming a great All Black. So I think, uh, you know, having different base camps is really important. And on that notion of, of base camps, he, he talks about this focus on being a pioneer. And one of the people that's inspired him, I asked him, who's inspired you? One of the people that have inspired him the most were people like Sir Edmund Hillary, who's a New Zealand mountain climber that was the first person to summit Everest. So the All Blacks, Richie, you know, they really wanted to have this um, focus on becoming the first of their kind and uh, those sorts of things. So being a pioneer is uh, something that uh, he sort of guides himself by. I asked him, sometimes you see these superhuman people from the outside, and I asked him about self-doubt. I said, have you ever experienced that? And he sort of paused and he was pretty quick to respond and say, well, of course, you know, it's it's normal, isn't it? You know, and he sort of referenced, uh, he's obviously had his own experience, but he referenced other people like Roger Federer and all the rest of it. And he said, you know, self-doubt's normal, but it's about how you deal with that and how you process that and how you work through that. I think sometimes, you know, you experience self-doubt and you're like, what's wrong with me? Is, is this unique to me? But, you know, um, for him to achieve all he's achieved in life and saying yeah, he still experiences self-doubt, that's relatively normal. I think normalising things, you know, I think it's a great thing. But then also uh, having tools, techniques and strategies to navigate that is really, really important. Uh, and I think on that, uh, he has invested heavily in his mental skills over time. So if people can sort of remember that, you know, I guess the disaster almost that was the 2007 World Cup for the 
New Zealand All Blacks where they lost and they lost control and lost the game, of course, against France. Uh, following that, Richie and the All Blacks uh, started a journey uh, with mental skills coaches like Gilbert Anoka and Kerry Evans to really understand how the brain reacts under pressure and when the stress goes on and they started shifting the whole culture of the All Blacks, I think up until that point, they had a culture of when the pressure came on, they, they tended to capitulate, they tended to fail. And that was certainly the feeling or the sentiment, I think, you know, growing up as a, a young kid that you sort of felt like the All Blacks were always the most talented at times in the world, but when the pressure really come on, they would often falter. So I really admire the fact that Richie invested heavily in that. He had admitted that, you know, back in 2007, he didn't have all the answers as a captain, as a player. And the All Blacks have obviously gone on to really change that whole mentality. And with that, they now start winning those games and those crutch moments. And so he sort of talks a little bit about, you know, some of those things in the in the podcast. But, yeah, I mean, I think the, the key in the conversation with Richie is, you know, if you've got the willingness and the commitment to go after your goals and uh, make those incremental games and those sorts of things, you you can achieve greatness. I think he is an individual that you can fairly say has achieved greatness and uh, he's created a great legacy, but he's built some structures and other processes in to enable that. But he's, he's one of the most impressive people I've met and obviously his results speak for themselves. A couple of quick footnotes on that would be the documentary that was uh, created on him called Chasing Great. He also has uh, a book. And then if you want to take it a little step further in terms of some of the principles or practices or structures that the All Blacks have in general to achieve success, there's a book called Legacy, which is a pretty interesting book on some of the structures that the All Blacks have created uh, to enable this culture of success. 